Welcome to the Think Generation World Podcast, episode number 75. And I am your host, Amir Estimo. Thank you very much for tuning in to the podcast and joining me today. As the topic for today is the seven levels of financial freedom. Once again, the topic for today is the seven levels of financial freedom. First of all, I, I like to open up the podcast with thanks and appreciation and gratitude. I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. You could be doing anything in this world, but the fact that you're taking the time and listening to this is much appreciated. Leave your boy a five-star rating if you enjoy the content of this podcast. Shh. Rate and review the podcast. I don't mind. I don't mind feedback, good or bad. It's only going to make me better. Share the content if you enjoy it. Every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central, that's the goal of this podcast. So thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Also, uh, let's jump into this podcast. Thank you. All right. The reason I chose this topic is I think financial freedom is something that we're all eventually. I don't know how everybody's aspiration, but we're all etching towards that, going towards that. We all want financial freedom. But I think what it is is sometimes we don't understand there's levels to obtaining financial freedom. Financial freedom is just not something that happens overnight. By the way, I actually forgot. Before we even get into that, uh, as I've done in the past, I am of Haitian descent. So I like to share a word of the day in Creole with you guys. Say l'argent, which is money. So say that again, l'argent. So if you go up to any Haitian, if you know of any, and you say, hey, can I have some l'argent? They're going to say, oh, you want some money? And they may crack a joke or two. So you can use that word of the day today. But anyways, so going back to what I was saying, I don't think we understand there's levels to this. Even I, doing the research on it, I was like, okay, what, what are the levels to this, to obtaining financial freedom? What is this? And as I stated in the past, this podcast is the journey podcast because I feel when I first started this podcast, it was actually to help me have more understanding and more clarity of the end goal, which is building generational wealth with future generations, but also help keep me accountable. So as I started to do a little bit of research, I was like, well, what are the levels? I was reading the article of the gentleman and he attained FIRE, which is financial independence, retirement early. So then he was sharing the seven levels of financial freedom and how he obtained financial freedom and retired early. So it's basically a whole big movement. So if you guys ever hear the acronym FIRE, that's what it stands for. It's financial independence, retirement early. And as he as he shared this, I was like, wow, I didn't understand. I thought that you just obtain. I know there's financial independence, but I didn't think that, man, there's levels to this actually, you know, that you have to get to before you can get to financial freedom. So as I go through each level, hopefully you can put yourself at what level you are and how close you are to financial freedom. So let's jump in. For the first level is clarity. You have to understand your financial position. Okay, how much money you have saved? How much money you have, you know, you owe? Now, owing could be mortgage. It could be your car note. You know, it could be consumer debt, credit card, and it could be personal debt, whether it's personal loans, etc. So 
you have to have clarity of what where your position is because you can't just be I want to obtain financial freedom tomorrow and you're dead broke. Or you're going to get $1,000 in a bank account. That just doesn't happen. So you have to understand first, what is the clarity? Like, where are you at financially? Then the second thing is, second level is self-sufficiency. This is when you earn enough money to cover your expenses on your own. So let's say if your expenses are $5,000 a month, let's say you earn you know, six to seven thousand dollars a month. That means you have an extra two thousand dollars a month, a thousand to two thousand dollars a month. So that means that you would have you've had made enough money, whether it's having a job or business or side hustle to cover your living expenses, which is food, eat, gas, water and etc. The more important things. Number three is breathing room. This is when going back to level number two is where you now have you have your salary you're not living paycheck to paycheck there's actually a study that shows people who actually make a hundred thousand dollars a year still are living paycheck to paycheck now a hundred thousand dollars you're thinking wow that's a lot of money but when you really think of it now especially days with inflation and gas a hundred thousand dollars is not what it was maybe two years ago three years ago now, $100,000 to actually even live maybe even a good area, you probably got to be somewhere between $120,000 to $150,000. It was amazing to even understand that people who make $100,000 are still broke. That's not hard to believe, though. It's the fact that it's amazing because of the fact that why, why keep yourself in that position to where you're living paycheck to paycheck? So going back to level number two, when you make enough money to cover your expenses, you actually have that breathing room. So even if your expenses were, let's say, four thousand, and you're making eight thousand dollars a month, that's four thousand dollars. So what do you do with that excess of cash? Do you just park it in a bank and own point zero 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 whatever percentage, or do you take that money and start investing into stocks, real estate, maybe put it into asset protection like life insurance or? Or trust something where the your the government and if you want to do tax savings, you can probably put in some type of life insurance where your money just doesn't where you can withdraw your money tax free. Now, now there's all sorts of other things. It's 401k, IRA. You know, if you work for an employer, you can get a 401k through them, or you can just do a self one self 401k or also a um, self IRA, self directed IRA. So these are the, these are other things I don't want to get too much into, but the breathing room that you have, because now you're not living a paycheck to paycheck is level number three. Level number four, when you have six months of expenses paid and you have no consumer debt, which means credit cards or maybe car notes and you have six months. So you, you got to think if you are making again, let's say your expenses are eight thousand dollars a month. I mean, sorry, five thousand dollars a month. But you're making eight thousand, right? You need at least close six months of that. Six months. So technically, you would need thirty thousand because if your expenses are five thousand dollars a month, or even four, but let's just stick to five. You times that by six. That's thirty thousand dollars, right? So you need six months of living expenses saved up in an emergency fund. And the reason you want to do this is you never know, especially if you have a W two. Is you never won't never know when that employer is just going to come in and give you the pink slip, because when you don't 
own a business, when you're not the owner of a business, everybody in the business is fireable except the owner. And believe it or not, even the owner can be fireable because think about it. Let's say I don't even know if fireable is even a word, but I'm just saying let's say Jeff Bezos. Right. He has Amazon, richest guy, Elon Musk, Tesla, yada, yada. But let's say if these guys don't let's say Amazon, I have Amazon Prime. I've been paying for that for the past three years. I love ordering something and getting it the next day. That's just, you know, right. But let's say I started having a bad experience through Amazon. Guess what? See, well, with the fact that they're the top dog in the space and even the biggest company in the world, um, besides Apple, if they don't have good service, you're going to go somewhere else. You're going to fire that company. And guess what? You fire Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has shareholders that invest in his company that he has to answer to. Um, if he doesn't, if the stocks are not performing, if things are not going in quarter plan, they're not constantly innovating. Cause you can see a lot of companies that did not constantly innovate Toys R Us, Sears and et cetera, are not bankrupt and out of business, right? They didn't see the vision that Amazon saw. Amazon wanted to be the number one retailer. And companies like Sears and Toys R Us, they didn't do that. So they stayed. Guess what? If Jeff Bezos is not doing his job, you have the right. If you're a shareholder, have the right to fire him. Get rid of your stocks, whatever that is. If you have stocks in Amazon, get rid of that. And then actually go find another company you can spend your money for. But when you work for a W-2, you're going to, you need six months of living expenses because in case you, you get laid off or whatever, because like we've seen with the pandemic, the last two years, people have been getting laid off. People have been getting fired, but it's also people are switching jobs too. So you want to be able to have these six months of expenses. So just I, I broke down the math. If you have your expenses of $5,000 a month, that means you would need $6,000. You would need $30,000 saved up in account in case something happens to you that you can keep on living. And then and then your way, if you still wanted to keep up with your lifestyle, $8,000 a month, you would need $48,000. So that means you still have $18,000 that you can do, right? You can live off of, quote unquote, pay your bills and live off. Number five, flexibility. Now, the difference between stability and, and flexibility, level number five and four, is that at level five, you need to have at least two years of living expenses saved. So you say, man, so now I went from six months. Now you're going to two years. So you think about it in six months, you would need 30. In a year, you would need 60. In two years, you would need $120,000 saved up to be flexible to where in case you decided to, you want to whatever, hang out, take some time off, you know, you don't have a job, whatever that situation, maybe you went off to start your own business, maybe you went on, you know, there's people that actually, when they take time off, they take some time off, they go on a sabbatical, or they go on a missions trip, whatever that is to you, if you have two years worth of living expenses saved, you are now in level number five, which is flexibility. Now, level number six, which is financial independence. Now, when you can live off, let's say an investment income, dividend, real estate, real estate, let's say you own real estate properties, uh, stocks, 
any of that type of stuff where you can live off the income and you don't need to go go get a job. Not I don't think all of us aware or cognizant of what is our financial independence number. Now, your financial independence number could be varied to anybody. Someone may live off $2,000 a month and may need that. And then that's they're financially independent, right? When you're not dependent of a job, let's say you're not dependent, you have other income on the side that's making you some money where you're not dependent of a job, you are now financially independent. So let's say your expenses were, again, $5,000 a month, but you have outside income where you're making probably $10,000 a month. Guess what? You don't need your, if you have that going on for you, the question now you need to ask yourself is, what am I passionate about that I could be doing besides coming, sitting here at some office or whatever you do and trading my time for money? If I'm financially independent, that choice of going to a job is actually a choice. It's not because I want to. Some of us are in want to position. And right now, or some of us in have to position, sorry, have to position. I'm in that boat too. I'm telling you right now, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near any of this yet. And matter of fact, I'm probably, um, to be real candid, I'm probably, or I'm probably at level three. Is just now getting to that position where I'm not living from salary to salary. And this even brought clarity to me. So for you, you want to be in a position where you don't have to go to work. You you want to, right? Now, people say, well, you don't have to do something. And that's you're correct. I don't have to go to work, but the bills don't care. Them bills don't care about whether you want to or have to. All they know is once you pay them today, the next week they're showing up and say, hey, this is the next time it's due. So that's between you and your bills business if you don't want to do something or have to do it. But in some people's case, you have to do it because of the fact that maybe you don't have anything else going for you. Right. So you have to go to work to make a living, to make an income. OK, but think about that level. This is a very unique level. And once you get to that level of financial independence, where whatever you're doing on the side, whether it's a business, whatever any income you can generate on the side from your nine to five or W-2, whatever you do, you are now financially independent. So if your expenses are $5,000 a month, let's say your income, whatever you make on the side is 10 grand. Guess what? Now you have that choice again. Hey, do I really want to keep this job? Could I go and let's say if you're spiritual into your religious person, could I go out there and Go and go go be a disciple for God or Jesus, right? Or however that is to you. Or is there something that you're more passionate about? Maybe take a year off from working. Maybe you, you can go travel the world. See, there's parts of the world um, that a lot of us still haven't seen. Even me, I put that there's still parts of the world I still haven't seen. So to get to this level, you have to understand where you are from the previous five levels. Levels number seven, abundant wealth. Now, this is when you have, and it's not just money, but to for the sake of things, uh, when you have excessive money, more money than what you know to do with. So again, five thousand dollars, you're making ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Your expenses about what ten? You got extra ten, ten thousand dollars now. What do you do with that money? Do you just sit there, park it at a bank? Do you go and invest it? Do you go buy land? 
I talked about this in the past. People, people don't, people don't realize how important ownership when it comes to land. Steve Harvey, probably about two or three podcasts ago, he shared a story about how he ended up owning 300 acres of land because it all started because he had wanted to fish because when he was homeless, he wanted to go and fish in certain areas. And they're like, no, you can't fish here. So he put in his thought, he manifested into the universe and said, I want to own land. So he started owning six acres here, six acres there until eventually he owned 300 acres of land. But I've said this at nauseum. I've been I've said this in previous podcasts. You can own some land. It is it is the one thing. Think about it. What if you, it's something that you can pass on to generation to generation? There is no headaches involved. There is no hey, you know, calling me up talking about my toilet broke and doesn't work. There is no dealing with emotion. You just you own the land, and it's something you can pass on to generations to generations. And then you don't even know. What big company that may want to come and develop on that land and then all suddenly it sets you off in your family for generations to come, right? Now, when you have all that abundant wealth, you just don't sit on the sideline and say, well, I have all this money. I don't know what to do with it. Well, that's the whole point of being financially literate and educated. When you are those things, you know that, okay, so if I have this extra cash, right? I have this extra cash. I don't have to just sit on the sideline and not do anything. I don't have to just leave my money in the bank, not earning me nothing. There's a lot of things I can do with that money because the more you just leave it around there, it's going to be taken in some way, some fashion, whether it's taxes, you're paying sales taxes. If let's say you stay in a state where you got to pay state and federal taxes, there's something that about that money where it's not going to, it's going to disappear. But when you take that money and continue growing wealth, growing well, earning, saving, investing, that ten thousand dollars could become twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand could become five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand could become a million. And it all starts with mindset. And that's why I think when you reach that level of seven of abundant wealth, you have to be in a position, you have to go through those steps. And understand each step and lesson and understand what to do and what not to do. The number one thing is you just don't want to be having all this money sitting around doing absolutely nothing. You're enjoying life, but you're not growing well. So being financially being financially free does not mean once you get there, it's because now your your time is freed up. When you financially free, your time is freed up. So now you can do things that you actually have more passion living in your genius, right? And what you mean is when you find your passion and what you're good at and what do you like to do, your which is your passion, you are now living in your genius. Uh there's a guy listening to Jay Jones. He says that a lot on his podcast. And that's where a lot of us are not. We are not living in our genius. We are living, we're working and I'm I'm part of this too. No way no no way no I'm not including I am part of this group too. Because if you have a job, unless you, you know, you really like your job, but if you have a job where you're not happy, where it's not what you want to do, then you need to find something that you want to do and live in your genius. So hopefully this is a value to you. I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. I would like to say 
as we continue this growth, the generation, the thing generational well, first I'd like to say thank you because I just hit 75 episodes. This is, uh, when I started this podcast, I didn't think, I just did it because it was just something I just wanted to do. But as I look at the growth of the podcast and then we t- continue growing is for me to stop wanting to do this is not in my mission. My mission is I really want to go and get this financial literacy for the next generations because generations and generations have been let down for whatever reason has been let down. And I believe in this mission of financial literacy. So we say, okay, we have a huge issue, but the huge issue we have is financial literacy. We don't understand the seven levels of financial freedom. We don't understand, hey, if you park your money here, it's not going to earn you some interest. You got to make that money make more money for you. Your money is like little seeds. You got to plant them so they can grow, but they can't grow if you never plant. So for me, is this podcast is just another way of getting me information out. I'm no expert. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm an expert. I'm not going to tell you I've reached financial freedom. That's a lie. I would not cap like that. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, this is a way to hold each other accountable, build a community. And then within that community, we are holding each other accountable because one, one, one all, I say that it's one all, reach one, one wall, something to that, to that nature where you're reaching out your hand, the next person reaches out their hand. We're all grabbing each other and we're trying to cross that finish line, which is life, right? Because we only got one shot at this. And after that, there's not much. Once we depart this earth, you don't know what happens after that. So while you're here, find what you like to do. Find what you like to do and do it. Do not hesitate anymore. Do not let 2022 come by, go by, and you're not living within your genius or you're not doing something you prefer to do. We all have something we want to do. It's just a matter of finding it. We all have something we're passionate about. Me, I'm passionate about financial literacy. So 75 episodes in, 150, 300, you're going to continue hearing this voice. And the goal is every Wednesday at 5 a.m. Central U.S. time. So that's the mission. And this podcast is brought to you by Amirison Financial. And we share the same mission, too. Okay. And for Amirison Financial, it's to help people, educate people, help them get out of debt and save and build wealth. Okay. All right. Let me leave you with a quote of the day. Take success and failures as they come. Since things often change at moments, at a moment's notice. Till next week, much love.